Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 25 of the Red Light Hockey Podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm joined by the regular crew. We got Chad in the West Coast representing those San Jose lifestyles, you know, making the rest of us, us Northerners feel bad about our weather. Yes. And we got Paul, Mr. P-Daddy, the guy from Toronto, the man, the myth, the legend, Torontonian, Paul. How are you doing, brother? I feel like we go through this every episode. I'm not from Toronto. You live in Toronto. I don't live in Toronto. You live in the greater Toronto area. No. Yes. No. Anything within X amount of kilometers, which you're in the bubble, is Toronto, in my opinion. And to the rest of Canada, except for Toronto. So that's why New Jersey's call themselves New Yorkers. Not, not the whole city, not the whole state, like the, the people from Newark. But anyway, anyways, anyway, how are you guys doing this week? How's it going, Chad? How's it going out there on the West Coast? It's good. Um, starting to get to be springtime and baseball started up, which is always fun. I would like to point out that you're a Canadians fan wearing a Jets shirt. But other than that, <laughs> um, everything is good. You know, it's good time of the year. It's been a fun week of hockey. Not so great for the Sharks, but it's a good week. Hey, this shirt was free. So, yeah, I got it at a Jets game. Apparently, loyalty isn't free, but, you know, that's another thing. And also, <laughs> also, I, I'm wearing it because apparently we've gotten too many complaints that we talked too much about the Canadians. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing it. I'm here to check it. I, I'm here. I'm here to show unbiased for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And also, also, just so you know, this isn't just the Jets logo. It's also the logo partially for the Royal Canadian Air Force. I didn't know that. So th- that, that is why the Jets have that logo, because they're close to an Air Force base. That would make sense. Yes. So who knows? Maybe I'm just supporting the Air Force, even though I'm Army. So that doesn't make sense either. But anyway, uh, first up this week, uh, do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about Walter Gretzky. Um, rest in peace. Um, our condolences go to the Gretzky family. Um, Walter Gretzky was a great man. He he always seemed to have the time of day to talk to anybody, and he was always known for being one of the nicest men in the world. Um, I never personally met him, um, but from all the stories I've seen online and everything going around, that he is just indeed one of the the true embodiments of what it meant to be a good human being. He was also known as Canada's hockey dad. So uh, rest in peace, Walter Gretzky. Um, and also, you know, it is the unfortunate reality of of aging. It's you hate to see it happen, but it is also the natural circle of life. Um, yeah, Paul, do you have anything to say on that? Or um, yeah, it really sucks. Walter was really nice. He went every time anybody saw him, it made their day. Didn't matter what else happened. Seeing Walter made their day. I got the pleasure of meeting him a bunch because I live in the same city and it was it it was it was basically custom seeing him at the rink at the Wayne Gretzky Center and 
it, it was off if you didn't see him there. It, it just felt different without him there. Unfortunately, the past couple of years, he didn't get to go as much because of his health and everything. So he wasn't there as much. But uh, it was... It, it was a good time when you saw Walter. He always had a story. He always made your day somehow. But yeah, he's going to be missed a lot. I agree. So. Now, let's talk about, you know, other hockey news that isn't so uh, sad. <laughs> um, first of all, I would like to point out that Bradford is part of the GTA. I just Googled it. Brant. Brantford is part of the GTA. I'm looking at it right now on the map. Um, it's right next to Newmarket, which is also the GTA. Brantford. Brantford? Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Well, let's go look at this Brantford. It's still right next to the same thing. No, it's not. We're going to have to anyway. edit this out. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm saying you're part of the GTA, so whatever. Because I'd say GTA goes all the way all the way past Barry. Pubro. So you're in you're in the GTA. Just, just How far of a drive are you to downtown Toronto? An hour. That's about the edge. Because I consider myself in the Bay Area and I'm an hour from San Francisco, hour and a half. I'm I think it's to, I, I'm closer to Buffalo than I am to Toronto. Yeah, but no one cares about Buffalo. And also, Buffalo is in, in the States. You're in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like even Hamilton's part of the GTA now. Because how big Toronto's been growing. Yeah, I know. My, my general rule is an hour. And it also depends, like, you two are both from Canada. So, of course, it's going to be a little bit of contention there. But, like, when I tell someone that's not from California where I'm from, I say the Bay Area. Right. If I tell someone from California, I'm the Central Coast. I'm, you know, like... Santa Cruz, Monterey Bay, like it's it's a little different. Yeah, but I say, people people here say San Jose isn't part of the Bay Area because San Jose is about 35, 40 minutes from San Francisco and like the actual San Francisco Bay. So I say GTA is past Hamilton to Kitchener to Shelburne to Barry to Peterborough to Coburg. That's the GTA. I just keep thinking you say Grand Theft Auto when you say GTA. <laughs> So I'm not really sure, but greater Toronto area. But anyway, that's enough of discussing where Paul lives, trying to prove that he's Torontonian, even though he refuses to admit it. Um, First up in NHL news this week, uh, Brandon Carlo is injured uh, for week to week because of a hit by Tom Wilson, which ended up getting him a seven game sussy. Um, Now, Chad and Paul, you guys were going to get heated on it before the show started. I told you guys both to shut up and we'll, we'll get the show started. So, since you're both emotional about this right now, have at her, boys. I'm just going to moderate. I think I'm emotional about it. I just don't yeah. think this was that bad of a hit. Like, he got he got sussied for seven games because he's Tom Wilson. Which is fine. He kind of earned that. He earned that title, but, you know, everyone has a guy on their team, like their respective team that they follow that has a bad rap league-wide that isn't that bad of a guy. Like, we just saw Ovi spear a guy in the nuts. And that's going to be, what, a twelve, a $10,000 fine? He didn't even get suspended for that. Like, 
how I just, you know, Ovi's, I mean, it's just a double standard. Tom Wilson, who did he, him and Ryan Reeves had that thing a while ago. But, yeah. uh, but that, I mean, was it a dirty hit? Probably. But that's, that's not a seven game suspension. I mean, I, and I could be wrong there, but I watched a guy on the Sharks get suspended this week for a hit that was way worse. He only got suspended two games. So I think the big reason why he got seven is because he's a repeat offender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they don't count him as that anymore because it has been so many games played since. But apparently, okay. but yeah, uh, it's because he's Wilson, but the hit wasn't wasn't clean. It wasn't the dirtiest hit I've ever seen, but it wasn't the No, the hit was dirty. It yeah. was absolutely dirty. It was just it wasn't seven games dirty. Like if you look at the things that have gotten people suspended for that many games. Like I bet that's pretty low on the list in terms of how how dirty it was. I would have said five. I would have been okay with five. I would have been okay with one or two. This wasn't that bad of a hit. Man dropped his head about two seconds before. If he kept his head up where it was and if he wasn't looking down at the puck instead of bracing for impact in the corner of a National Hockey League game, then it wouldn't even be a hit. He was looking yeah. straight down. It's like it's like the guys who skate across the middle looking at the puck. Like, of course you're going to get killed. And is that yeah. is that the person who hit you's fault? Like, no. The problem is, is that the league has gotten softer. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that the league got softer because people figured out about concussions and how dangerous they are. So I think that's completely warranted. But the game has gotten softer where if there's a hard hit, it has to be illegal. Right? And I think people, we've just found through research and through watching the game that the hard hits aren't the ones that hurt you. The ones that hurt you are, I don't know if anyone saw the Joaquin Blickfeld hit that uh, on Nate McKinnon that got the that got Joaquin Blickfeld suspended for two games, but he was skating across the center of the ice and just reached out a shoulder-elbow combo and hit McKinnon right in the head. And that's dirty. That's something that hurts somebody. And it's odd because I've watched Blickfeld for probably 120 games and never seen anything like that from him. But um, that's way more dirty. Tom Wilson, you know, it reminds me of in it reminds me of Evander Kane. Evander Kane accidentally touched a ref and got suspended for like 10 games. It's just it's how it goes when you have that reputation. So also, also it was this game or the game following um, the Marchand. Almost that Chara had to get pulled away from Marshawn because Chara looked like he was going to kill Brad Marshawn. Mm-hmm. Was that is that that game, Paul? Were you watching the game? Um, truth be told, I haven't watched any hockey this week. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anyway, I, I seen it on the TSN. Uh, they were showing the highlight. It looked like like Bergeron had to pull Chara away because it looked like Chara was going to literally murder Marshawn, and Marshawn was just sitting there yapping like he as Marshawn does. So I, I just wish I, I could go back and like hear that audio and hear what Marshawn was saying to him because Chero generally isn't a guy you to see him get that heated. Yeah, he's 6'10". No one messes with him. Except for Brad Marshawn, apparently. <laughs> Knowing their relationship, it was probably just it, – it probably wasn't anything serious. But I don't, I don't know. Chero looked very angry. Like There was like three players holding him back. Like two capitals yeah, you can and get, maybe you can get angry capitals like that and have it not be serious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't two have to be serious because uh, Marshawn reminds me more instead of like because he's not. I don't like calling him dirty because that's like calling 
there's too much to his game to call him dirty. He's like, right. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Like I'm okay. Like I kind of have the same thing with like Kane, where like Kane has had some dirty moments, but he scores a lot of goals. So I think of him as more of like like a power forward enforcer type compared to someone like I don't know the old enforcers or even today. I mean Reeves is kind of like that. Or Reeves doesn't give you that much offensively. He just kind of fights people and hits people. But yeah, I mean, I don't. He's a rat. That's a good way to describe him. He's just an instigator. Yeah, just, he's like he a gets gets the people going. He's like a talented Sean Avery. Sean Avery was pretty talented, but I, Sean I mean, Avery like, massively underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I, but also one of the biggest rats ever. But yeah, yeah. But block us on Twitter. We should watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I yeah, know that, that that's kind of the whole Bruins thing going on. Um, the Bruins right now, just look at the standings real quick. They're in the east, they're third in the east, they're not like terrible. They're the, the last 10, they're five, four, and one. Um, I'll yeah, say not, they're doing a lot better than I thought they would be. Yeah, like they're not, they're not doing good, they're not doing bad. They're just they're, they're staying in the dance, kind of like some teams are. They're missing um, Chara and Krug. Yeah, losing two of your top three, two of your best three defensemen, that's huge to any team. Now that they they kept McAvoy, and now he's kind of elevated into that role. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've also watched them play a bit, too. Um, Player I've actually impressed with on the Bruins is Grizzly. Or Grizzly, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Grizzly is a hidden gem on that team and has been for years. Yeah, I think he was severely underrated. And now that uh, those guys are gone, he has a chance to step in and uh, show us what he what he has. Um, now, let's see if he can actually sustain that level of play at that many minutes per game type thing. Um, but I think he's been a pleasant surprise to Bruins fans who aren't very or people who aren't very good used to watching Bruins on a regular basis. Um, obviously, Paul, you follow the Bruins, so you probably know more about this. Like I say, he's uh, a hidden gem. He's yeah. Really good. Yeah, he's a mini uh, Tory Krug. That's what I always think of him. But well, I mean, Tory Krug was pretty small. I think I'm pretty sure Grizzly's actually bigger than Krug. No, I mean, like as in like play and everything. Like he's he's Krug. It's just not at that height and level of he, what Krug he's, is. He's wished up on Krug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Then that's kind of what's what, uh, what the Bruins um, in that division also as well. Um, talking about them, what is going on in Buffalo? They're on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> Their goals against differential is minus twenty-three. Uh, um, yeah, it's not I, good. Whatever it is, I feel terrible for Buffalo fans. Is it the coaching? I think it's like, everything. Like teams, uh, teams go through this. Teams go right. through this where. You saw it, and I mean, this is going to be kind of a homer take here, but the the best description to me was Boston when they traded Joe Thornton. You can have a good player and a good team and realize you're not going to win anything. Right. And you still have to blow it up. And I think I, they need to blow it up. I, I, mean, I agree. Um, the unfortunate reality in Buffalo, I think, I feel bad for Buffalo fans. Because yes, they were, don't. They have the Bills now. The Bills are good. Right. But for diehard hockey fans in Buffalo, Mm-hmm. I, I just feel I feel bad for them because they were like after Vanek left Vanek and Roy after that like that whole core kind of fell up aged out basically. Um, Pominvilles, Drew Brier. Stafford, yeah, 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 like all, all those guys kind of aged out, went away to other teams. 
they were really bad. And then they're like, okay, we got Jack Eichel. You know, he's going to bring bring goodness back to Buffalo. We're going to be relevant again. They had, seven, they had Evander Kane, too. They had, like, a few waves of good players coming through. Yeah, and that was seven years ago. And they haven't made the playoffs since they got Eichel. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and, and upstate New York is good for hockey. Utica's up there, the Comets. Yeah. Great, great AHL barn. It's a lot of fun. Um, so well, what else do they got? They got uh, they have a think. school, a D1 school. But I yeah. can't. Is it, Quinna, is it Quinnipiac? Who's up there? Uh, Hold on. Buffalo. They have a few D1 schools. They have Buffalo College. Damn and it. Owen have, could have told us this. <laughs> yeah. Owen, who played D1 or D3, sorry. Um, but I yeah, know it's, I, I feel bad for Buffalo fans. Like, I, I feel like that team. Deserves to be kind of relevant just because that fan base is so good. And even like, even when Buffalo hasn't been good, they're always one of the top three U.S. markets for watching, watching the playoffs. If you watch like the stats and everything. They're good. Their fans are loyal. Their fans are just sick and tired of yeah. all of the and losing. Also, and I don't blame them. Yeah. I mean, like who, who likes to watch losing on consistently, right? Yeah. Um, but also look at that. Like, I don't understand. I, I feel like the ownership's also causing problems in Buffalo, uh, not because they're not willing to spend money, but because of the patience level there. Um, in the last seven years, they've changed GMs every two years, which I feel like isn't enough time for a GM to develop no. his, his plan. Like, I, I, I get it. Yes, you want to win now. Should, 11, 11 D1 hockey programs in the state of New York. Right. Like, New York. New York is a hockey state. Um, they have the Rangers, the Islanders, and the Sabres for NHL teams. Um, I mean, New York has the second most amount of pro sports teams in the country. Right. They're, they have a lot. So it's, a, it's the second biggest state, too, behind California, I believe. But, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, I think what they need to do, honestly, is just let a GM stay there for five years and do something. They need to blow him. everything up, though. New director right. of hockey ops, new GM, new coaching staff, new everything. But they just because need that. this just isn't working. They, they really need a new coaching staff because they don't. The players don't listen to the coaches. They need right. somebody in there that's aggressive that is going to make the players listen. I've gone to a couple have, of their morning skates, and the players just don't listen to the. They don't even look at the coach half the time. The they only, the only non movable piece is Darlene, probably right. Yeah. Everyone else you can move. Even then, do you what? No, Darlene gets too much money. I think he gets seven. And he's Darlene? not worth that. Yeah. I, thought, I think he's only at six, six and a half. Oh, he might get, but I think he gets it for like six or seven more years. Let's, let's Did he just sign a ticket? I'm going to go look at it right now. Yeah. I think he's still on his entry level. I think no, he signed but, a contract though. Yeah. Uh, defenseman, uh, yeah, he doesn't have anything, he's just on his uh, yeah. BLC. No, Darlene, he he has a contract. I I'm looking know. at it, I'm looking at it right now, cap friendly. He just, yeah. yeah, what is what is his uh, what's his hit going forward though? Nothing like he hasn't signed he hasn't anything signed yet. yet. Oh, really? Why do I think he has? I think you're thinking of uh, Ristolainen. Oh, yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. You're right, you're right. They have three Rasmus on that team, I don't know how they're losing. Yeah, that's true. But um, um, 
Yeah, I mean Buffalo's. I, it's got to be the worst, the worst organization in the NHL. I don't think. Yeah. It's really close. But the problem but is, it's, a, a it's the same problem. It's the same problem every year. Goaltending. Their goaltending has sucked since Ryan Miller left. And I mean, yeah. I and think the future goaltending in Buffalo, if they develop him properly, is going to be this Uko Pekka Lukanen guy. Sounds Probably, like but they need a veteran in there to keep him busy in a backup spot and an AHL spot until he's ready. And they don't have that. They tried Carter Hutton, and then he had his eye problems where he couldn't see half the season or something like that. Wasn't they Leonard have... there? Yeah. Who? Yeah, yeah he was there for a long time, and that's yeah, when he was battling through his bipolar and his depression and everything. And they, and they said the, the, the GM wouldn't like let him take time off to get help, and that's why yeah. he left Buffalo. That's why you, you leave. Yeah, I mean, but I don't like, know what it's going to take. I think they need uh, to go back to roots, kind of like what happened with Arizona this year, where they had like a bad organizational just with Chica, where everyone – it just didn't make sense what they were doing. Then right. they fire him, bring back Shane Doan, have him in a, in a development role. And, like, they need to go back to roots because there's no reason to be a fan of the Buffalo Sabres. There's just not. Right. Like, what do you now, have going for you? Now, here's my question, though. Looking at the, like, the Sabres, um, their GM, he's new. Like, this is his first year as GM after they fired literally every, everybody in management. They fired all the, co- all the, all the, all the um, scouts. Everybody, and they hired this guy as a GM. Do you fire him right now, or do you let him build his franchise? You let him build. That's what I think Depends too. If I think you like him, but the thing is, is like if you brought him in and we're like, "Hey, we're signing Taylor Hall. You have to win this year." I mean, this guy had a pretty good team and didn't win anything. I mean, because on paper they're not bad. They don't get no, yeah, no. no, like on, but on paper, paper like, they're not bad. The now, looking at their goaltending, though, like, Allmark was playing out of his mind, and he got hurt, which is unfortunate. And now they have Hutton after a lie-on. And here's what I don't understand. I'm looking at their cap friendly. They have Johansson, Jonas Johansson, on emergency loan playing as their backup. But they also have a goalie on their taxi squad. Why don't they just call up Tukarski up? Because they taxi don't trust the Taxi squad is ruining the AHL, by the way. Side note. Pardon me? Taxi squad is absolutely ruining the American hockey league. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah, there's so many players that would be playing top line. But they're in the taxi squad instead. Yeah, I get it, but it's definitely yeah. tough to swallow. We had the Sharks had uh, Joseph Koshinash, who was the AHL, our AHL goalie for the last two years, came down, played two games, I think gave up two goals on 50-something shots, goes back up, hasn't hasn't even been a backup in the NHL. Yeah. Hasn't even sniffed it. So I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? But – no. Yeah, and looking at Buffalo, like there's a lot of players that I think that are that should be good, but they're just underperforming. Um, Kyle Pozo, he hasn't been good for a while though. I know, but like, like but like the Islanders, Pozo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could have told me he was out of the league, and I probably would have believed it. Well, he's playing on the fourth line in Buffalo, getting paid six million a year for the last like. That's yeah. basically out of the league. <laughs> I mean, he makes a lot of money. Yeah, he's a good, useful uh, player, not at six million. Right. I, I think the issue was like his year in New York when he played with Tavares, he like lit up the league. Yeah. And then after that. See, and my issue is you don't get anywhere being in this kind of purgatory. You know, like right, right now you can trade Jack Eichel and get what? I mean, you could probably get a couple first rounders for him. Yeah. Like you trade him, 
like imagine the teams I think he would get traded to to Colorado. Could you imagine that? I don't know if they'd have the cap though. I think no, well, they, if they're gonna trade him, they have to do it this year because next year his no movement clause kicks in. So yeah. as of next uh, next year, he can't be traded anymore. But he'll waive that no, easily. I think it's, no, I think it's a I think it's a selection. I think he has to give them like six teams or something. I was I read an article about it that like that he has like a limited no move or is it a full right? Move? It's it's a limited no move next year and then after that it becomes a full. I don't know. Oh, then yeah. Every yeah, every year every year becomes less and less movable or something. But you something can get him. Lines. You can get him if you traded him to. I mean, there's a few teams that could use him, and you know the I forget it might have I forget where I was listening to it or reading it, but there's never really been a center that comes available like this. No. They just don't. It's right. like and then, corners in the NFL. They just never become available. Right. And, then if the, and if this happens, well, it'll be two this year with Dubois and now Eichel. Could you imagine if he went to Edmonton? Someone floated that idea. And, like, could you imagine having to match your first your first D pairing up against McDavid and Dreisaitl and then having <laughs> then having Eichel come out? Oh, my <laughs> That'd be God. so unfair. Have I Eichel like, like Yamamoto. That would be I, so fun. They don't, they would, it'd be nice to see, but I don't, how do they get that on the team? Like, they can't afford it. They have no cap space for yeah. that. What I keep it. reading is it's going to, if they do move him, it's going to be between the Rangers and the Kings. They're not going to move him to the Kings. That's Kings what I keep are nowhere reading. Close. The Kings have the pieces, the prospects, and the picks that are useful enough to make it worth Buffalo's wild. This is, this is where, well, Colorado has that too. Colorado is yeah. has more prospects and they're not going to need draft picks because I think they had like 15 straight draft picks turn into first line players. So it's, but the Kings it's, draft picks aren't are late picks, you know, the, or not the Kings, the Avs, their draft picks are going to be late picks. Yeah. Whereas the Kings probably going to be top 15 for, the, but the difference is I think the the Avs would be comfortable giving up like a Byram. And you can get like a bona fide yeah. already NHL player, and maybe not Byron. What's the guy? Who was the guy that was in World Juniors this year with them? That was very good. He was either on Canada or USA, but he's not playing. He's in Junior still. Oh, Alex Turcotte. Yeah, no, he's no with uh, with the Avalanche. Byron. Oh, Newhook. Oh, Newhook. Oh, Newhook. Newhook. Yeah, yeah. Like you could trade someone like that because then, like, you don't need him. You still have Tyson Berry, Kale McCarr, and Bowen Byron. You don't need him. Yeah, but but the 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 abs are they're in an. Wait, you're thinking spot. of a defenseman? Yes, uh, that might not be Newhook then. It might have been Newhook. I don't know. Anyway, no, Newhook's a centerman. Um, the abs are good. The abs yes. can make that trade and give Connor up. Timmons? Yeah, somebody. I don't know. I'm gonna stop guessing because I'm just gonna say yes, and it's not gonna be the right name. <laughs> yeah, but they the have abs a lot can of give depth. someone up, and the abs are also just it's unreal. The abs are set up the abs are better off trading some of these guys because they're not going to be able to pay everybody. They're not going to yeah. be able to pay Kale McCarr and um, Bowen Byram. If they're also paying Landis Gog and McKinnon, like they're just not going to be able to pay but, everybody. The thing about Colorado though, if you look at their contracts, when you have guys like McKinnon taking $6 million a year, it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I think, I think more than that, is it's it's almost on par that that line in Colorado is the second or third best line in hockey. I mean, I don't think you can look past McDavid Drysidle as the best line in hockey. Like they have to be the best line in hockey. 
and then you have the line in um, Boston with uh, with uh, Pasta, and then you have this line. Like, there's not really a better line than, yeah, than no. McKinnon and Landeskog and Rantanen. And then if you had Eichel then centering, that'd be crazy. Imagine that power play. Like that would just be you, you could put you could you could theoretically have Tyson Berry, Jack Eichel, Nate McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen all on the same power play. Barry's in Edmonton now, but oh yeah, why do I keep thinking he's over there? <laughs> so I'm so off. He's in Edmonton Barry's right now. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, that, that'd yeah. be an absurd power play. It, oh yeah, I, I think that's where he's going to end up. No, that's talking about absurd players. Um, Barzal's goal this week. Thoughts on that? That was, I mean, it's goal of the year. It has to be. I don't. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because like the McDavid goals are fantastic, where he just outskates somebody to a spot and then cuts in on a dime. But Barzal, like that was an NHL goal. That was like a goal that you score on some scrub online. Like that was <laughs> that was crazy. This guy did it in an NHL game. Yeah, and, not, and not, not the it. video game. Not the video yeah. game, the real life. <laughs> yeah, and I love it too because it was functional. Going between the legs and pulling it back, it was like a functional – ha- he had to do it. It was by far his best play. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love it. I also just love that – I don't know if you guys have the ESPN app, but that's how I get, like, a lot of sports news that's, like, kind of breaking. And I would say I get, like, one hockey notification there every, like, six months. So whenever it happens, I'm like, oh, my God, if ESPN is telling me about it, this has to be a good goal. So I yeah. went straight to Twitter, and I was just like, oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah. I got, like, 12 notifications from, like, TSN, RDS, and Sportsnet, all like, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, yeah, no, that, that was an absurd goal. I mean, there's not much else I can put about that. Uh, it is an yeah. absolute pleasure watching him play live, too. Barzell. It is. It is. It's so much fun. Can we also talk about, because I know we have a lot of listeners in Texas, according to Paul. So, hello, Texas Hospital. Um, <laughs> Can't remember uh, which one it was, but. Hello. Um, the Dallas Stars. What is going on with Dallas? Um, They're bad. <laughs> they got very to bad. this hot start and everybody said, oh, the COVID thing. They had extra time to practice and now they're coming down and. It's the same yeah. thing as the it's the same thing in my opinion as the the Canadians. They were they're an above average team that was playing at a ridiculous level. And uh, now they're kind of back to earth, but they fell way off. So I don't know yeah. what's going on with them. Like like I feel like Dallas, I don't feel like Dallas is above average. I weren't they in the Stanley Cup like three months ago? That's what I mean. Like I, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think you can put them as the same as the Canadians. Why? I think the Canadians are worse than Dallas. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying like, the other way. No, 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 no! Did no, they like, lose I'm any saying... big pieces? Dallas? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Corey Perry to yeah. Montreal. <laughs> That's all they lost. All they lost was Corey Perry. So it's not like they lost like a huge piece. Like Corey Perry was like on the fourth line there. So that's why I don't understand what is going on in Dallas. Their goaltending is not bad either. No, it's... I mean. They, they, they started off the same way last year, though. Like, they started – they seem to be a team that starts off very slow, which, unfortunately, um, on this condensed season, like, we're already halfway through the season. That kills you. Yeah. I will say, I 
I get a lot of hate for saying this, but I will say that their defense isn't great. They have three good players on defense, and then it's a bunch of third-pairing guys. I mean, there's only six defensemen on the team, so... Yeah, but still, you need a top... You need top four defensemen. They need yeah. something else to go in there. I mean, that's... This is crazy. Anton Hudobin is four and seven with a 2-6 goals against average. That's nuts. And a 9-13 save percentage. How is he four and seven? They're just not getting any goal. They're just not getting any goals. Like their their goal differential, they have fifty three four and fifty against. They're a plus three. Well, also Sagan hasn't played a game. He's been hurt all season, so that oh, okay. goes into it as well. So I guess to me, it looks like almost they're just not scoring goals. <laughs> Which, when Sagan comes back, guess what they're going to be doing? We'll see. Scoring. We'll see. We'll see. Because he seemed again, he starts off slow. Second, so always starts off slow. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he does start off slow. So we'll, we will see. I want them to do well, but right now they're not doing well. Uh, Chicago, they're, they're surprising everybody. The last time they're seven two and one. Um, Malcolm Subban's been playing like an out of his mind. I don't know if you saw it save earlier this week, uh, Chad. He just robbed. Yeah, I forget. I forget who it was that he robbed. That that save was amazing. Like love save. Mm-hmm. Who was it on? I don't remember. I remember watching the clip though. Yeah, it was it was on a Carolina Hurricanes player. I just forget who it was. But yeah, no, that was an insane save. Uh for a guy that like I always undervalued, I guess thought he was gonna be terrible. You know, he's kind of proven all the haters wrong. Ho- hopefully he can sustain it because I don't wanna I'm not a Blackhawks fan, but I'm gonna root for the player like Malcolm Subban. Like I don't know. I, I always like these feel-good stories of these boys come out of nowhere or these players Shut coming up. out of nowhere. I was looking, I was trying to look up why Dallas was doing poorly. I just yeah. want to say shout out Joe Pavelski with 22 points. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Pavs is always good. Pavs is like one of those guys that, like, no matter what you tell him to do, like, you can hand him like a, a banjo and say, here you go. And like, okay, he just plays the banjo. It'll be good. He's just like everything. He's like, he has that golden touch. He's just good at everything in life. I, a fun story with him. I handed him a Rolex one time. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know how he played? I think he played like 980-something games with the Sharks and then yeah. went to Dallas and played his 1,000th game, like 10 games into his Stars career. Yeah. So the Sharks gave him uh, gave him a 1,000-game gift because we're a classy organization. And so everybody yeah. bought him a Rolex. And he got it at Sharks Ice from the, when the Stars were in town, or uh, Solar for America Ice, where the practice facility is. Yeah. Also, coincidentally, where San Jose State plays, the team I broadcast for, he came and sat down right next to us. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. And I was on air, so I couldn't say anything. But I'm like, okay, Joe Pavelski's right next to me. That's pretty cool. And he was sitting there talking to one of the guys who runs the rink. And then um, he had just casually had a Rolex box in his hand. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And then he was, like, showing him, and it was a nice, nice watch. But he dropped it. Like, he dropped the box. And it, like, rolled right under me. And I was like, oh. And so I picked it up and handed it to him. And he was like so shook because he just dropped a Rolex. And he, was like, <laughs> and he was like looking at me and I'm like, yeah, dude, here you go. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> like, it was pretty funny though. Pavelski always was a nice guy. I think the nicest person ever though was Brent Burns. But we'll change. Sorry. Side side story. Yeah. But Pavelski is mean, a cool dude. And it's good. I, I'm glad he's doing well. I still think he's going to fall off a cliff, but I'm glad he's doing well. Pavelski for Team USA Olympic team. Oh, he'll make it. He has to. He'll be, might not be the captain, but 
he, he will definitely give them something. Are you, are you looking forward to winning silver? I don't know. I don't know anything about silver since it's World Juniors. So, <laughs> I mean, the Olympic team, I, I feel like Team Canada at the Olympics has a – it has to be the one of the favorites. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, it's it's Canada and USA, and depending on who they're Russia. In Russia. Oh, know? no, Russia's not allowed to play. They're banned from the Olympics. No, they're not. They're just like the federated they, states or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, they're so the like, Olympic athletes from Russia. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. But, but like, that's what I mean. Like, Team Russia actually was banned, so – they have, they'll have that weird gray jersey with the Olympic logo on it. Olympic athlete from Russia again. Team, team USA is going to be pretty nasty, though. Like, so, is team, so is Team Canada, though. If you well, look yeah, team Canada is like, always good, though. But <laughs> Team USA. Yeah, our goaltending, though, it's a bit iffy this I, this coming one, I think. I don't think so. I mean, there's, there's a new wave of goalies coming up for Team Canada. We have Carter Hart. Yeah, uh, but. It's not what it used to be where there was like seven goalies that you could pick from. But I mean, there is though, like you just, they're just new. They're young. They're not like renowned yet, but I feel like they're the future of goaltending. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be Carter Hart, Price and Blackwood for team Canada. No flurry. What about where's Hallibuck from? I think he's American. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. I know who our goalie is. <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna have like Bishop Hellebuck and Gibson. He was born in. I think he's in he's, Michigan. He's American. Yeah. Yep. Commerce Michigan? Charter Township. It just sounds like he was born on a in a country club. But <laughs> but yeah, no. So he'll be there. I mean, we're still. And Austin Matthews is kind of a X factor. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I always forget yeah, that's he's true. from Arizona. Like Matthews. him, Johnny Goudreau, like it'll still Johnny Goudreau Eichel. well, but yeah, I, Eichel. They're still going to be a pretty solid team. Not to mention, I, I could see some of the young guys from the juniors making it. We'll see because like Zegris is tearing it up. He's yeah, on, both he Kachuk brothers. Yeah, both Kachuks. Who plays defense? I don't even. It's been McAvoy, so long since we've crew. since we've had a since we've had a. Who's a, a uh, the NHL players in the Olympics? It's been what since 2010? 2014? 2014. 2014. Yeah. So it's been so long. And, yeah, you know, it's going to be eight years by the time we play it. Like you kind of forget who. who they, like can't well, it'll be a whole new, a very new uh, team for both countries. Well, yeah, I mean Canada will have it'll be McDavid first line center, and then it'll probably be Crosby second line center. The well, Crosby problem with is, Canada is. It's all centers. Like their twelve forwards are basically all centers. Yeah, but the problem center, to have but, the, but the, the problem, but the thing is with centermen, like you can always move them to the wing. It just yeah, but some you, guys you don't like playing it. You can't. Well, for the Olympics, I feel like it's different. Like for for wingers, you can't move them to center, but you can move centers to the wing. Yeah. Like for Canada, yeah, I mean, I, it's a. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think it's going to come down to those two teams. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Sweden has the firepower. I don't think Finland. Finland they maybe. might have the firepower in a few years, and and they have the goaltending. Yeah, it's always goaltending with with the with the international competitions. Yes, it's who has the hottest goalie. That's who wins. And also with the goaltending, I feel like it's it's a different goaltending game than the international because you can go into the corners. They, they go to the corners and do their plays, whatever. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, but like, like it'll be interesting. Can- I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, for at, that. Looking at Canada, I'm expecting like uh, one of the lines to be Bergeron, McKinnon, Crosby. Because everybody wants that line, I'm like, can we, can we not? 
it's going to be a thing. Like Bergeron, Bergeron and Crosby always play amazing together at the Olympics. But why not put Marshawn, Crosby, Bergeron, or Marner? Oh yeah, and then there's Marner, and then McKinn. I don't know where McKinn's going to fit in there, but McKinn will be there, and then we'll have, Carol, we'll have Kale McCarr. Well, I think then... it'll just be absurd because you know theoretically you could have McKinnon, Crosby, and McDavid on three different lines. Yeah. Or you could yeah. have them all on one line. Think about that. And they get, depending on who the coach is, it might be it might be a coach that like shuffles the lines a lot in the game too, depending mm-hmm. on the situations. So yeah. I, it'll be I, I interesting. Mean, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, it's gonna come down I, to goaltending, like it always does. Uh, if Buck is playing as good as he is now, I like our chances. No, for sure. I, I think it'll be it'll be good to see the NHL the Olympics. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see. That. I love those I love tournaments that. like that, like World Cup of Hockey and the Olympics. I love that. It's a lot of fun to see all the different countries and. Yeah, I got to say, this was players. the first year I got to watch World Juniors, really, because there's always there's always so much other hockey on. But yeah, this year I, I actually got to watch it, and it was a fun tournament. It was a good time. This might be a hot take, but I'm I'm actually expecting Crosby to probably be in the third or fourth line at the Olympics. Uh, makes sense. He, I know he but could I, be a second line center. You have to think that's also it's a it's a year and a half away. Yeah. That's what so I'm saying. That's that's yeah, why I'm saying this. It's a year and a half away, so he might be a bit slower. I mean, you don't want, you can't bet against Crosby because it's Crosby. Yeah, but but I don't expect him to be the top center for Team Canada. No, of course not. Because yeah, we have so many other amazing centermen. He's not the best player in the world anymore. It's not really a hot take. McDavid's first line center. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not even a debate. Or even maybe of... maybe McDavid maybe they put Crosby with McDavid just because Crosby's hockey IQ. Yeah, which could anyway. We're getting off topic from the NHL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, we're, we're hockey everything podcast, so it makes sense, but whatever. Um, last night, Yamamoto got fined for his spearing of, uh, for a spearing of, Ras- or sorry, a slew foot on uh, Rasmus Anderson. Uh, did you see that slew foot? Yeah, that was blatant. I couldn't believe yeah. he did that. Yeah, it was, was, it was dirty. Yeah, he it was f- just, yeah, it was, most times slew foots are kind of like, well, he was just kind of trying to get a piece of him and. He this was intent. He put his foot out to slew foot him. Yeah, the, last night's game, like I only watched the first period after that I went to bed because it was late for a, it was a late game for me. Um, but it was wild. Like there was two fights in the first period and two good fights. Uh, it was always it's always nice to see Tushak get his butt kicked or his mm-hmm. ass kicked, whatever you want to say. I mean, it's it's a battle of Alberta. It's supposed to be like yeah, this. yeah. It was awesome. Like last night was like a true battle of Alberta. Um, the first period, Calgary played very well. It was interesting to watch uh, Daryl Sutter coach a team via Zoom. Yeah, that was weird. Wait, what? Yeah, he's in. He's in COVID protocol. Yeah, because he, he has they, to quarantine for two weeks before he can join the oh. team. Oh, so like <laughs> they have the assistant coach actually doing the like the bench coaching, but like he's watching the game via Zoom and like I guess and then calling them in the intermissions to say what what he thinks they should change. <laughs> Okay. Which I, I don't know how that works, but whatever. <laughs> Daryl Sutter is he's ageless. I don't understand. Oh. I thought he was so much older than he is. Yeah. He coached Actually, the Sharks yeah. in like 2002, 2001. Let's get, let's get into this. Calgary fired Jeff Ward, hired Daryl Sutter as a new coach. What are your, is everybody's take on this new, is on this hiring slash firing situation in Calgary? Calgary should be better than they are. I get it. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you like Daryl Sutter? Do you like Daryl Sutter for the job? Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough because they're a team that has young players and veterans, which is what you need to win. But they're also not that good. So I think what this Sutter thing is, is like, hey, let's give him a shot this year. But yeah. if, if it stops working and they have to rebuild, they're firing him. He's not yeah. going to want to rebuild. He's going He's there to win now. So yeah. we'll see. They could sneak into that fourth playoff spot maybe. Yeah. But because what it's pretty wide, it's still pretty wide open. There's like, you know, the 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 Leafs have separated themselves. Yeah, let's go but look at the division that, right now. Like, it's, so Montreal uh, is Montreal's two games, fourth. two games in hand, but they're four points up. So yeah. Calgary's on the outside looking in, definitely. And then they have a game in hand in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But they're six points away from Edmonton. And I mean they're they're tied with you know, them and yeah. No, they, they have this is just it's so confusing. The same thing happens in the West with with how the the standings are so messed up because of you know, there's St. Louis has played like five more games than everybody else. I mean but the the North isn't that bad right now. Like the only team that's played a lot more games is uh Vancouver. Yeah, but Vancouver Pardon me. Vancouver is tied with Calgary in terms of points, but They've played They've, three more games. Right. So, I mean, looking at it right now, like, I think the last 10 for Calgary has been a lot worse than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the worst last last 10. Their last 10 is 3-6-1, and one, whereas the second worst would probably be Ottawa 5-5-0, five, five, and zero, which is 500. Ca- uh, Vancouver is 4-4-2, four, four, still 500. Montreal is 3-4. Three, three um Still 500. They just have all those overtime losses, which give them points, which benefits them. Um, and then after that, Winnipeg and Toronto are 7 3 0 each. So, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think Calgary, they're on the outside looking in. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs this year. I'm, I think right now that fourth spot is going to come down between Calgary, Edmonton, and Montreal. For the third and fourth, I think. Nope, that's about what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, Toronto looks like they're absolutely going to win the division. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah. that's not even a question. Like their goal differential is twenty-seven. They have, they're plus twenty-seven. <laughs> Unless Jets can miraculously find a top left shot defenseman and be better than. I think well, that's all the, that team is yeah, missing, but the Sharks have two right I mean, shot defensemen they could take. The Jets have the Jets have a great <laughs> top left right uh, left shot defenseman. They have Morrissey. They oh, that's right. right. They need right shot. They need a right shot. Yes. Yeah, because Buffalo. Buffalo Jose, we got him. Buffalo <laughs> got him. Are you going to return the half of Burns contract? <laughs> I would be down. <laughs> Chad's uh, selling the ball right now. No, the Burns' Burns. contract. Burns' contract doesn't bother me. It's up in a couple of years. Yeah, but uh, it's more Carl. And, and Burns contract. is still a good. Burns is still a good player. Yeah, yeah. So actually, speaking of Burns, he but. scored a really nice goal this, uh, earlier this week too. Mm-hmm. That Carlson uh, break... scored a goal too. His first goal of the yeah. year. Burns is a uh, Burns' goal though was nice. I, I he was it a break? Is that considered a breakaway or is that like more of a? I'm not even sure what goal you're referring to. To be honest, it was all a Sports Center on. Uh, Friday. So yeah, the uh, problem with this week was 
the, the Sharks and Barracuda played three games on the same day at the same time. Hmm. So I didn't get to watch any Sharks because I was watching Barracuda. So this goal, he stole the puck at center ice and then deked the last defenseman and went on a breakaway and scored. Let me look at this. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'm sure yeah, I have it. seen it, but he scored, like, uh, in my opinion, which was the goal of the year for a while against uh, Minnesota this year. He scored a nasty goal mm. where he just speaking, walked through three or four guys. Speaking of Minnesota, what is going on with Kavrizov just being a human highlight reel? Oh, he's the best player in the – like, if, if Connor McDavid – I think he's the best player in the division. Like, obviously, so. McKinnon's a little better. But if you're asking me right now what player I would want in the entire Pacific division – or the Western Division, I'm probably taking Kaprizov. Yeah, he's that, so nasty, and like he's he, a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy because we've been hearing about him for a while. Yeah. Like people in yeah. Minnesota were like, "Oh, we got this guy coming. We got this guy coming," and you're like, "Yeah, okay, man. Like, sure you do." It's but, Minnesota. It's Minnesota. You yeah, guys never they have always got guy coming. Like, <laughs> but then yeah, this guy just out of nowhere. And I yeah. remember saying because we played we played Minnesota the the third and fourth game of the year. And I think it was right when I did my interview with you. And I was like, yeah, Kapil Kaprizov is going to win the Calder and he's going to be best player in the world in a few years. I don't even think it's close. This guy is so good. And he's yeah. he's not that young. He's like 23. Isn't he 24? Yeah, he, he's Played an older He came from Russia. Yeah, but 23. You, yeah. You, know what, you know what he reminds me of? Panarin. Well, it's just because he was – yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's sure. But no, no, he, like, I mean, like, like – <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'll be more specific on that. So, like, you know how Panarin, like, he came to the NHL later, and then he came with Chicago. Oh, I did see this goal. Uh, sorry, I was looking up the goal for Burns. I did see that goal. That is a good goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, continue. But, yeah, no, but, like, like, like how Panarin came to the league a bit later and then kind of just dominated right away because he was older, but he's still a rookie. That, that's what I mean. He reminds me of a Panarin. Yeah. Same Not, pass, same results. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I see his career kind of taking the tra- same trajectory as Panarin does. I see him eventually being better than Panarin, obviously. <clears throat> I think he's better than Panarin now. Right. Like, Kapriel Kaprizov, I've watched him play four games, and I'm completely sold on him. You yeah, know, the, barring the, anything the, catastrophic or him right. getting, you know, kicked out of Ru- Russia like Panarin. Like, it's this, is, this has got to be – this guy's unbelievable. The, oh. the combination of him and Kakinen – if they somehow get the terrible contracts that they signed off the books, which will never make any sense to me, if they get those contracts off the books and they can bring in one or two players, they are going to be in contention for a Stanley Cup very soon. Hey, like, and they got Marco Kaprizov. Rossi coming in too. He could play center yeah. with Kaprizov and yeah, just like, kill it. Like I, I think and Minnesota's a franchise that has been very bad for a long time, kind of like how Buffalo is now. Mm-hmm. And now they're actually get, the rewards are actually seem to be paying off, which is amazing. I'm, I'm happy for Minnesota because they're a franchise that I will root for because well, they Minnesota's it. Minnesota's got to be the biggest hockey state. It has to be. Like I don't it, maybe Michigan, but in terms of the I, United States, Minnesota. Yeah. Have you seen the Minnesota high school hockey stuff? Yeah, no, Minnesota, Michigan, and Massachusetts. I, I'd say are the three biggest hockey states. Yeah, I just know that. Because Minnesota has three or four, like, top-tier premier college programs. They also have um, – they do they have – is there is there major junior in Minnesota? Or no? There's no OHL there, is there? No. Uh, no. No? Yeah. 
But anyways, they're very good. And that's where a lot of a lot of the players that are from the United States are from Minnesota. It's hockey. Yeah, Mi- Minnesota, Michigan, and uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Or- I have to show you this. Uh, you want to let me uh, – we can cut this if we need to, but I have to show you this goal because this just came up. Uh, can, can you let me share a screen real quick, if you don't mind? Yeah, I don't know how to do that, but – You just make me a host or make me a co-host. I, I think I can ask to be a host. And now that I watched this goal by uh, by Rhett Burns that you sent me there, Chad, that goal is outstanding. I think it's uh, – I, I like the other goal better, just the breakaway. Uh, to me, mm-hmm. I, I like that more. But, wow. Wow. Yeah, it was – It was in my – so that was like the third goal – third game of the season, fourth game of the season. It was yeah. goal of the year until Connor McDavid was Connor McDavid and just skated past the whole team. But for those <laughs> oh, of you who don't know, it was San Jose, Minnesota uh, – way back when when the season started you can look it up i looked up brent burns on twitter and it came up pretty much immediately yeah. but uh he brent just, burns he, surrounded by six guys <laughs> yeah he shot the puck and then got his own rebound off of a blocked shot and then just dangled five guys and ended up in front of the net backhand roofed it it was a great goal it was a lot yeah, of fun. No. but uh um, yeah anyways so we did want to talk about the west this week um, yes if we want to talk about the West, I think it's pretty open and shut in terms of, I mean, Vegas is the best team by a mile. Uh, oh, actually, before we get into this, uh, I'd like to also congratulate Brent Seabrook on a good career with the mm-hmm. Blackhawks. He plays, he's one of the few players that actually plays his entire career with one organization, which is um, an award on its own. It is unfortunate that it did have to end his career due to injury and um, him being unable to play anymore. But congratulations on a great career, uh, Brent Seabrook. It didn't end the way, you know, he wanted to, but I feel like most players, you know, never get to actually end, end the career how they want to end it. It is the unfortunate reality because most players, if it was up to them, they'll play until they play until whenever. But, Unless you're like Ray Bork, then you ended it how you wanted to. Right. But, or Gretzky. Yeah. Yager. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just talking about win a championship your last year. I think that's how I oh, end it. Yeah. Yeah, last game you ever play is a Stanley Cup clinching game. That's a pretty good right. way to go out. Right. I mean, I mean more like ending ending on your own terms, not because of injury or anything like that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. like looking at Yager, his career is still going because he bought the team. He's like, I am the team, <laughs> and you can't and you can't cut the owner. Okay. No, it's one um, of my one of my favorite things to always say because I, I do coaching, and I coach yeah. baseball. Is that you know everyone gets baseball taken away from them eventually whether you're, you know, 14, 16, 18, 25, or 40, eventually you can't play anymore. And, you know, it, it stinks when it's an injury that, that speeds up that process. I mean, for me personally, I broke my leg my senior year of high school. And that was the last time I ever played baseball, and I had no idea it was going to be the last time I ever played baseball. Right. I mean, so. I still play baseball, quote-unquote. They call it beer ball. It's, a, it's like an underhand softball thing that you kind of just – Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's seven. It's, it's it's for fun. Like we go, we 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 get like brand case of beer. We play the game, and then we go to the bar after the game. Again, this is all pre-COVID, obviously. Yeah, but we're getting we way can. off topic. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, we're getting off topic of hockey. We're gonna talk about the West now. Um, mm-hmm. Teams that have surprised me out of the West. Just looking at at them play recently. Los Angeles has been on a tear. It seems. Mm-hmm. I know you're a Sharks fan. You don't want to talk about the Kings. Oh, no, I don't care. Okay, the Kings have but, been good. I also think that they're playing a lot better than they are. 
Oh, oh absolutely. That's my that's my point. They're they're playing a lot better than what they should be. Because um, you know they're they're six two and two right now. Yeah. And if you if you take away that 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 span, so if you take away the last ten games, they're four six and three. So right. they've been playing well. And they got they got Cal hot. Peterson, and Cal yeah. Peterson has been terrorizing the Barracuda for a few years. So I'm glad to see he's in the NHL. Except now he's going to terrorize the Sharks for eternity. So, Anaheim, Anaheim's been playing terrible. Yeah, you know, Anaheim <laughs> just has John Gibson. Anaheim's not a good team. They just have John Gibson. It's like this is the thing that makes me so upset because, because about being a Sharks fan is because the Sharks right now have 19 points, and the Kings and Ducks and Coyotes have more points than them. None of those teams are better than the Sharks. They don't have more yeah. talent. They just have better goaltending. That's yeah. it. Like that's plus really they play more games. Yeah, yeah. So the Sharks are really in seventh. They shouldn't be in last, but nevertheless, uh, we'll talk about the top. I mean, Vegas is, you know, they just came and kicked the crap out of the Sharks two games in a row. They're on a six-game winning streak. Yeah, Yeah, Vegas Vegas is really good. Uh, St. Louis. Um, Vegas, I mean, Vegas has, if we're going by point percentage, they're the number one team in the league. Yeah. So Vegas is unreal. I also want to point out that Pete DeBoer has made the Stanley Cup finals in the second year with every team he's been on. So if that if that holds true, then he will make the Stanley Cup Finals this year with Vegas. Yeah, um, I mean, I hope not because they're going to play a Canadian team out of the divisions, and I want a Canadian team to beat them. And I want a Canadian team to make it to the Cup Final. But are they? Can- yeah, so it's North against West and East against Central. They should just do a ranking. I hate that. Right. It should just but be I- one, four, two, three. But um, yeah, I mean, St. Louis looks good. Bennington's been inconsistent, even though his numbers look good. He needs to kind of figure it out. And there, St. Louis is really, really, really feeling the loss of um, Petrangelo. Yes. So that's that's yes. been tough for him. They tried to replace um, it with Tori Krug, and it's just not the same. Uh, yeah, he's playing better. Yeah, Colorado. Also, Franco's a lot better too, I think. Been playing. Yeah, yeah. Colorado's a lot better than they've been playing. Colorado yeah. is there. Oh, whoops. They somehow just like – they have such a talented team. I think their goaltending is still a bit of a question. Yeah. Um, but they've played – I mean, they're in second place in the league in point percentage – or in the division in point percentage. Yeah. And I then mean, that fourth spot is still completely up for grabs. There's no yeah. one who's – like, between Minnesota, L.A., Arizona, Anaheim, San Jose. I would put Anaheim, San Jose, L.A. kind of on the bottom of that. But I think Minnesota and Arizona, when it comes down to it, are going to duke it out for that last spot. I think I it's think... going to – go ahead. I think it's going to be Minnesota, just looking at how the teams are playing right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're more likely to make it than Arizona. But that's just my opinion. I don't – we'll see. Um, and it depends, too, because Arizona should trade Darcy Kemper. Yeah. They should. Because yeah. they can trade Kemper. They still have, Do they still have Ranta or Ronta? Yeah. yeah. I believe they still have him. And, and then, then they have Aiden, Aiden Hill, yeah. who's also a savage. Then they also have Ivan Prosetarov in the or Pro, Prosvitov or something in the AHL, who's one of the best goalies in the American Hockey League. Yeah. So and also it, looking Arizona at Arizona, looks good. The the reason I think they have so much good goaltending depth is because their previous director of goaltending, who's now left that team to go somewhere else, uh, Sean Burke, who has helped develop a lot of good goalies, and he's created a good pipeline of goalies in the Arizona system when he was there. Yeah. No, it's the same uh, thing. The same thing happened with the Sharks. They had a good goaltending coach, 
in the early 2000s, and they ended up with Vesta Toskla, Evgeny Nabokov, and Mika Kiprasov on the same team. And, and it's how it goes. I mean, you have – I don't know if yeah. Kiprasov – did he ever win a Vesna? He did in Calgary. I think so with Calgary. He yeah. did. Yeah, so they have him. They have a Vesna finalist. They had the Jennings Award winners. They had – you know, that's that a good a good squad. Let me make sure I'm getting his name right. But he ended up passing away. Um, and then the Sharks never really had goaltending again. Yeah, and, and also talent. speaking of Sean Berg, I know I've been trying not to talk about Montreal this episode because we got complaints about my Montreal bias. Uh, well, Paul, I got complaints. I don't know how factual they are. I might be just Paul saying you're not like talking about Montreal. I'm just kidding, buddy. But anyway, I mean, we were talking about the Western Conference, and you brought up a team that's over three thousand miles away. So <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want, but somehow he much. swerved that one in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, Montreal. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Sean Burke. Did a very good job with Arizona. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. His record in Arizona was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Where was he before that? Was he with Philadelphia? He was on NBC, wasn't he? I believe he may have actually been with Hockey Canada. Okay. Well, I'm I, thinking I of that was on NBC. Are you thinking of Brian Burke? Yes, I am. He's with sports. He was with Sportsnet. Now he's with the Penguins. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean Burke did a great job with the goaltending department in Arizona. I believe I don't know which team he was with before Arizona, but anyway, he, he seems to always done have done well uh, with the goalie. He's nicknamed the goalie whisperer. Um, and the reason why I bring him up, he got hired at Montreal, whatever. That's you were irrelevant. you were right, Paul. He was announced the general manager of the Canada men's team for 2018 in Pyeongchang. That's what he'd been doing. Sean Burke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, he's woohoo! I got something right today. <laughs> he's now the director of goaltending in Montreal. We'll see what happens there. But whatever, we're talking about the West. Uh, the reason I brought him up is because of his history in Arizona, building a good goaltending pipeline for Arizona. Now, yeah, I mean the the West looks. I, I don't think it's any different. I think um, what Bob Bugner said about six or seven games into the season was that it was Vegas, St. Louis, and Colorado, then everybody else is fighting for that four spot, and that's spot. Um, I think I think we said that, too, in our predictions before you even came on the show, Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we mean, predicted Vegas, uh, Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis to be the top three in, in, that, uh, in that division, no, no particular order. Um, and then after that, whoever else, like I think. <laughs> we basically grouped it. It was Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado – then Minnesota, Arizona, and then the three California teams. That's basically yeah. how we all had it, just in different and orders. It just—it's funny to see because I remember growing up, I was always like watching the teams. Like when they we're going to doing a Western road trip, it's like, oh, we're doing the California trip today, boys. We're mm-hmm. we're gonna have a bad time, you know. It was always yeah. that. That was always the thing. Now it's now it seems to be the opposite. It's like, oh, we're going to California. It's gonna be a lot of easy Ws. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's been it's been a it's been a rough few years, for sure. But you know that stretch from what 2000 and when did the ducks win their cup 2007 yeah so from like 2007 to 2019 or 18 that's a crazy streak for california hockey yeah I mean, it was great three stanley great. cups five or six appearances constant playoff berths sharks did it all without a goaltender that's how it goes. yeah no like, like like the the california teams were always were all very dominant and it is the fact with any like professional sports team, they always go through ups and downs, ups and downs. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like uh, to look at other sports right now, look at, uh, I think it's 
the Golden the uh, what Golden State Warriors. Yeah, that that's what it was. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm not a big basketball guy. Sick mm-hmm. league though. Um yeah, the Golden State Warriors, like, they seem to be kind of trending downward now with Curry not being what he used to be and Clay Curry's Thompson not... leading the MVP vote, but continue. Is he? Yeah, Curry's like the best <laughs> I don't player know. in the league. I, I saw this thing. On no, PSN the Warriors, the Warriors, so I'm a Warriors fan, so you kind of walked okay. into that one. But the Warriors' second best player is hurt. Clay Thompson oh, okay. his ACL. So that's going to be kind of tough. But um, the Warriors are – they're 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 not as good. You're right. They were the best team in the league, and they no longer are. But okay. uh, they but were yeah, in no, the finals it, like every year for yeah for five years in a row. They were in the yeah. finals last year. Everybody was hurt, so they got the number two overall pick. They picked James Wiseman, who's a stud. And then this year they're going to finish probably like fifth in the West, make the playoffs, probably get bounced in the second round. That's how it goes. But yeah, uh, no, it's because like I, I was watching. Uh, pardon the interruption. I think. Pardon my yeah, take. Great show. I love that. Yeah. Show. And they were they were just saying like the the Warriors aren't as good anymore, and that, that's yeah. what's going with this. So yeah, 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 no Curry Curry's having a great year though, but the Warriors okay. are not as good. But yeah, no the Sharks are the Sharks are on a downturn. I think Anaheim is on the way up. I also yeah. think you know is Gibson Gibson's pretty young, isn't he? He's twenty six. Yeah, I was gonna say he's so Gibson has a few 27. more years. They have they have a good guy in the AHL named Dostal, who's a pretty good goaltender. Yeah or Dostal, or however you say his name. But he, he's a good goaltender. They have a couple good pieces. They have Chase DeLeo in the AHL, who's a good piece. Obviously, Trevor Zegras, who came up. I like Anaheim quite a bit. Um, I like Arizona is tough. Arizona has the goaltending. But Arizona, I think, is about to hit that spot where I still personally believe San Jose doesn't need a complete rebuild. I think they have two or three bad contracts that they need to get rid of somehow. But I, th- when I think of a complete rebuild, I think of the Blackhawks where the Blackhawks or the, the Red Wings where the Red Wings four or five years ago said, Hey, we're not going to be good for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in my opinion, if you trade away, say next year, you get $10 million freed up, whether that be Burns, Vlasic, somebody, you get some money freed up, you trade them, whatever. If you get off that, if you get rid of that contract, suddenly have ten million to spend on two or three players in free agency, then you still have your top six is still pretty good with the Sharks because the Sharks' top six is still going to be what Meyer, Hurdle, LeBanc, Kane, Couture. That's still a pretty good top six, and you know I'm holding my breath when I say this, but Eric Carlson is starting to look healthy again. Now, of course, that's only been for a few games, so he uh, if he starts to play well again, that would be a big help. Um, but the Sharks need goaltending going up Arizona. I think Arizona is in the worst spot of any team in the division. If you're asking me, they have the goaltending. They don't have a lot of forwards coming up. They have Garland. They have, uh, who's the guy who's been killing it this year that I'm forgetting the young guy. They have another young, another young stud on um, that team. Oh, I, what's I his name pull up right now? Um, yeah, exactly. What is his name? Uh, um, Barrett Hayden. Barrett Hayden. Yeah. Clayton Keller, too. Clayton Keller is who I was thinking of. But yes, him. And uh, so they have some good pieces, but I don't think they have the firepower. I really don't. I, I And I think that they're eventually going to realize that they're not going to be able to make it with the core they have and have to blow it up. I feel so, like Arizona are kind of reminding me of the old Philadelphia Flyers when they traded Richards and Carter. Yeah, that's not a bad comparison. 
because they're they're good, but they're just not going to win. Thing is, like, also Arizona doesn't have very much money coming in from ownership and stuff. They've been struggling financially for years, and everybody knows that. And they're not yeah. the first round pick this year, right? Yeah. Well, that's because they're their old GM did shady things. Their goal yeah. to, or their defense is very underrated. Although they're they're still trying to trade Oliver Ekman Larson, or they were. Yeah. But Which, people have been saying Boston sniffing around that. I don't believe that, but also, with our new post that just appeared on camera, I'd like to take this time there to remind everybody do please continue donating to Hull's Haven Border Collie Rescue. All the money does go to the dogs and it helps the dogs. Um, and yeah, you can you can e transfer them at admin at, at hullshaven.org to send them a donation, which every penny does help the dogs and goes to the dogs. And all this money is really good. It helps the dogs get dog food, vet bills, and all the care they need. None of the money goes to the people who run the rescue. It's all non-for-profit, and all the money helps the dogs, and the dogs need it. Uh, They've had a hard time this year with the COVID thing. They haven't been able to do fundraisers like they normally would. So please continue the donations via PayPal or e-transfer for Canadian listeners. Sorry to interrupt, boys. I just kind of had to get that out. So Arizona, Arizona's all right. LA is also kind of in a weird spot. Where LA, they have a lot of good players, but I don't, you know, they have Kopitar and Dowdy, and I think they're waiting for those contracts to expire, and then they're going to move on and try and start a full-scale rebuild. I was going to say, do you believe in the Dowdy rumors of him being on the market? Oh, I do. I would trade him. You think? Well, because there's there's a there's an aspect of it where there's from everything I've heard, they're they're a good organization. The Kings aren't a shady organization. They're not. You know, there's there's organizations that have that reputation, but if you're the Kings, you know this guy won you two cups. You paid him handsomely. If he asks, and at the, on the same at the same time, if he says, "Hey, I want to stay here, like yeah. I want to play here through the end of my contract," let him stay. But if you ask him, like, "Hey, do you mind getting traded? We'll trade you to a contender." Like you're telling me right now, Drew Doughty wouldn't want to go play in Boston. Like, why not? Like, like why wouldn't Drew Doughty want to go to Toronto or go somewhere where he could play and make money and? you know, still do what he needs to do. LA could even keep part of the contract, get it off their yeah. books, and they could go after more. Send them to Calgary to play with Matthew Tuchuk. There you go. That'd be <laughs> I just want but, to see uh, him play with Tuchuk. <laughs> LA also doesn't really have the top-end talent coming through. Like, they – because they have a gap where they have a lot of young guys. Yeah. But they don't – Kopitar is going to be gone before they're good enough to do anything. So, yeah. I think they're in kind of that in-between spot as well. Kopitar's uh, not – not that old. He's only 30. Is he? Yeah. Kopitar, he must have come in the league at like 19 then. I think he came at 18. Yeah, I was going to say. Like he's only 30, 30 years old. 30? Oh, maybe not. No, 30, oh, 30. Dowdy. 29. Oh, he's 33, Kopitar. Is he th- no. Kopitar's 33. Maybe I'm thinking Dowdy. Maybe he's Dow- Dowdy only 30? Dowdy's 31. Yeah. Okay. He must have just turned 31. Yeah, but if you're – so that's L.A. I think L.A. is fine. L.A. also has Cal Peterson, who looks like he's going to be a great NHL goalie, which will help them mightily. And then you look at Minnesota. Minnesota has a lot of flash, but they need to fill that in with a lot of players. So, I mean, Kakinen and Kaprizov are a good good starting point, but they need they need some more guys. I think they might make a playoff run this year. I think they're set up pretty well. Colorado, in my opinion – if you're if, if I'm a GM and I have one team to go to in the entire NHL, I'm picking Colorado. 
because you could just not do anything and watch your team develop and it would be incredible because they're just, they've set themselves up so well. St. Louis, they're, they have a window still. I don't know if they're good enough to win the Stanley cup. If Bennington plays like he did in 2018, they probably could or 2019 when they won it, then he probably could. Um, Vegas is also very good. Vegas. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't think Flurry's going to keep playing like this. So I think, I think that will level off, but they, he's good. Vegas is no joke, but I also, I should say we haven't, the Barracuda haven't played Henderson yet. So I don't really know what their AHL team looks like. I know they're in first place in the Pacific. So they got to be pretty good. Is Glass in the NHL or is he in the AHL? Glass is on the, we just played. Cody Glass? Yeah. Yeah, we just played them. I think he's on the taxi squad. We just played the goals last night. He wasn't in the game. He's on the roster. He's not on the taxi squad as of right now. Like for the Golden Knights roster or the yeah he's on there. The Golden Knights roster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was this Cody Glass? Was he on the Ducks? No. No. There is um. You're thinking Tanner Glass. Why are there so many people with the same last names? (laughs) Right. Because Canada is very colonial country. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, so he was. Oh, he was the sixth overall pick. Okay. Yeah. Talk about also surprises in the league. Chandler uh, Stevenson. From Vegas. Yeah. He's playing on their first line uh, after being traded for what they trade for him. Like, Nothing. Exactly. They, they got him from Washington. A, a fifth round pick for from Washington. Yeah. Well, they just I mean, happened to luck into this. In Washington, Who's the GM in Vegas. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon. Yeah. yeah. Board. They've had a, Kelly- they've done a good job. I mean, Vegas has played the lowest amount of games in the division and has. He's leading in points. So also, also fun fact for you: the Vegas Golden Knights GM is also the owner for the Brandon Wheat Kings. He's the owner. Yeah, of the Brandon Wheat Kings, like the uh, WHL team. Yeah. So I wonder if there's any like conflicts of interest there, of like any player unsigned free agents. I feel like that's also why Vegas has a lot of ex-Brandon Wheat Kings that go there. No, I don't know. He was I mean, in their system for there. a while, though. He has been, I believe. Yeah, so that could also be it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna rank the teams though in terms of like what who I would want to be, right? If I was like of a fan base, I'd probably put Colorado number one. Yeah. Then probably Minnesota, just because you haven't been good in so long and there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Then probably Vegas, St. Louis. I still think Vegas is gonna fall off a cliff. I still think they are. It's not gonna be this season, but I'm looking yeah. at the way they're structured, and they pay everybody so much money. I just don't understand how it's all going to work. And they're also – if they don't have Flurry playing the way he's playing, they're a good team, but they're not this good. They pay it's everybody probably, a lot of money, but, like, they don't at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. It seems like everyone on the team makes $5 million is what it right. seems like. Like, there's no $10 million guys, but it seems like everybody makes – is it uh, March or so, or is it no Stone? Mark Stone? Stone. Yeah, Stone. He's like a nine million dollars a year. Yeah. So I put those four, and then of the remaining four, so the three LA, the three California teams in Arizona. I don't know. I'd probably put Arizona at the bottom, because you have goaltending and not a whole lot else. Then probably put LA, San Jose, then Anaheim. 
I'd so put, I'd put Anaheim fifth. Yeah, I guess so. I the Sharks because the thing thing about the Sharks is that they have a lot of guys that are mid level prospects that could hit. Right. That, I look at it. I feel like the thing with the Sharks, they don't have any top prospects right now. Yeah, they don't. No, they don't. They really don't have like like a. They traded away their top prospect. They traded the, away it was Josh Norris. Yeah, and, and other uh, they, other than him, I think the other top prospect they have is Merkley. Yeah, who was Merkley, a top who, prospect, but just because of all the guys have come in, they've just dropped. He he hasn't dropped. Just the guys are Merkley, other Merkley's prospects. Got, he's twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. Merkley's twenty years old. He is not ready to play in the NHL. No, I, I, as, I, I, as I, someone I, who's watched, he he is a he is a top four AHL defenseman right now. And I would say he has top four NHL potential, but the defensive side of his game needs to improve immensely yeah. before that happens. Because you right know, now I would say he can, he can move the puck and he can play offense from the defensive spot at an NHL level. But yeah, I mean, he, the defensive style. And he's always been like that. He's always been offense first. I saw him when he was in Guelph playing and you could see it even then that he was offensive 100%. You know who I think would be a good pickup for any team? He's a more of a defensive defenseman who's uh, young right now. He's 23 years old, I think. Uh, Josh Anderson. Don't know. From, he's not drafted. I think he could develop into a nicely good – Like um, he plays almost like a classic style of a player. Where is he yeah. right now? Uh, in the coast. In the coast. But the, then you have – the Sharks have a few guys. Jonathan Dahlin is one of the best players in Sweden. You have Ivan Shikovic. I haven't looked at his numbers in a while. I'm going to see what he's doing right now. But Ivan Shikovic won Rookie of the Year in the KHL. He stayed over there with COVID. He was on the Barracuda full-time last year. Let's see. So this year in the – he's got 17 goals. He's got 34 points and, you know, 34 points in – what is it? 34 and 43. He's a good player playing in the KHL, and he's like 19 or 20 years old. What happened to Stefan Nelson? Nelson? Mason. Uh, yeah. He's up and down. He's with the Sharks and the Barracuda. Yeah, they playing. they were talking last year when they traded for him that they loved him. They absolutely were going to bring him back, and he was going to be in their system. And then I saw that he got sent down and was on waivers. I was like, what is happening? He didn't do anything. Yeah. He wasn't playing uh, well. And they brought him down, and he was way too good for the, for the AHL. So they send him back up. But then – so this year – I mean, Jonathan Dahlin in the Swedish league put up 71 points in 44 games. So he's the Sharks' top prospect, I would say. And then you have Chikovic, who's also going to be very good. And then Sasha Shemalevsky, who went up and played from that Ottawa 67s team that we've mentioned a few times. He played a couple games in the NHL, got an assist on on a nice goal. Actually a cool moment for California hockey because they had three California guys involved in the same goal, which was the first time or second time that had ever happened. Because um, there's three guys on the team. So, Do you, do you consider Matthews a California guy or an Arizona guy? Arizona guy. First from. Yeah. Well, he's born well, it's the same in thing. Yeah, so like, yeah. So, but like Sasha was in California till Sasha Shemalevsky was in California till he was 14 and then right. moved to uh, Michigan because it was too expensive to play hockey in California. Right. So... He grew up in Huntington Beach and then moved to Michigan so he could play um, juniors. And then he did. He played in 
he played on that Ottawa team that was just unreal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the Sharks there, you know, they have Malosh. They have a few guys on defense that could turn into something. And, you know, with the Sharks, of course, I know them better than I know anybody else, obviously. But if we can get some money off the books, sign a couple second, third line guys, and even have, you know, if Dolan and Chakovich become NHL guys, that's not a bad team. Uh, I no. think the, the, the big question is it's, it's kind of the same thing where, like I was saying about Arizona, like Arizona's at a point where they're going to have to blow it up because yeah. they're, they're not going to win. And I think the Sharks are not there yet. I think the Sharks still have a chance with this core where if they if they it really all you know the one thing the sharks have never done is spent big money on a goalie and i think they need to do it i think the sharks need a retool a little minor retool oh yeah no and the thing is is and this is everyone's gripe with Doug Wilson is that there's no room to retool which right. i get they they have cap problems and they're not going to be able to do it they they have to get rid of one of these defensemen they have yeah. to they have to get rid of Vlasic they have to get rid of Burns they have to do something with Carlson. They have to do something. I, I don't think you move Carlson. I still think Carlson's great. By the way, Carlson, most underrated player to play with in NHL. So much fun. He's so much fun to play with in NHL. But I agree. Yeah, the the Sharks are in a tough spot. I'm not gonna lie. But I think I think this is what Doug Wilson, he's gotta be one of the longest tenured GMs in the league. This is the first yeah. time he's got the opportunity to do this. So I think the Sharks got him in 2003 or 2004. It was right, right around the lockout. But he's never had to rebuild. Yeah. And I think this is what you give him a shot. Maybe if I was, you know, the owner's plot or whatever his name is, I would look at him and say, all right, you got four years. Get us back to contender. Give him five years. Get us back to contender. And at that point, you know, Couture's out of – Kachur, Vlasic, Carlson, and Burns will all be out. I mean, Carlson, not yet, but then you could actually retool, bring in someone new, and start over. Yeah. Now, yeah, I guess that's kind of it for this week's episode. Uh, lots of lots of stuff happened this week. Um, again, I give a shout out to Hallshaven Border Collie Rescue. Uh, we appreciate all the donations that are going to them. They they appreciate the help, all the help they can get. Um, all the money helps the dogs. It's been a, it's been a good episode. Um, my dog says thank you, everybody, and uh, everybody have a great week. Stay safe out there.